0: Hi, and welcome to the Goth Mom Podcast. I am your host, Perry Sterling. And with me today, I have super very special guests, Franny and Kate of Lady and the Shallot. How are you guys? (laughs) Hi, we're so good. Thank you for having
1: us on your show.
0: Yeah, I've been dying to get you guys on pretty much since I started this podcast. Um, (laughs) So for our listeners, multiple time guest, Kara, best friend of the pod, um, works at Lady in the Shallot, and I have become friends with the owners through her and they're just awesome gals uh so yeah so i've been wanting you guys on for so long uh i hate you kate kate is taking a picture (laughs) of me right now
2: you look so cute
1: i have
0: god stop it i like just woke up yeah (laughs) one of the weird things is we are recording in the morning so i am like weirdly jittery from being caffeinated and not eating (laughs) um yeah you y'all know are you guys drinking coffee are you coffee drinkers
2: I actually don't drink coffee. I'm drinking water with lemon.
1: I drink black espresso every morning. Wow.
0: Okay, I drink black coffee, but black espresso is like kicking it up a bit. Woo! You're you're are you European? <laughs> that feels like <laughs> very, like Italian although you're not the Italian. Franny is. No,
2: I love coffee. I just stopped drinking coffee a couple of I had it.
0: Yeah. I had a <laughs> feeling it was like your health things um which like I definitely want to get into a little bit because I feel like I don't know much about it but um yeah you know what let's start there because I feel like this is a big catalyst for like the way you both choose to eat so to get into a little more of the background lady in the shallot is a vegan I guess you would say restaurant it's out of the trend farmer's market so it's like a stand but you guys have set up like a nice little like niche for yourself of having cute little tables and like there's definitely a vibe even though it's part of like a bigger market. Um nice. and I think you guys describe it correctly if I'm wrong as like
2: street style food elevated. Yes. Yeah, we basically we take everybody's favorite fun foods. Um we clean them up, we make them plant-based, but we also elevate them with flavor and aesthetic. Yeah.
0: Nice. So, um I know you can so Franny, do you want to get into your health issues a little bit and we can go from there?
2: Yeah, just get into it.
0: Sure, why not?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a stage three kidney disease. It's uh it's called IgA nephropathy. Um it's an autoimmune kidney disease, so uh autoimmune diseases take us into a whole other category. But what happens is um uh a uh, Essentially, the immunoglobin in your body attacks your kidneys, and it, um, it causes the disease. So it causes them to not work properly.
0: Okay. So, and when were you diagnosed with this? How old were you? I was diagnosed
2: within a couple of months of opening, Lady and Charlotte.
0: Okay. And did you always feel like you had, like, problems before then that led to this, or did it kind of just hit you? Uh,
2: well, I actually, I was diagnosed with my first autoimmune disease when I was 24, um, which was almost 20 years ago because I'm 43 now okay. um so I was diagnosed with something called ITP uh which actually uh just the darkened the mood for a second <laughs> <laughs> it almost killed me when I was 24 um I was oh my right- god yeah random thing uh same thing your platelets uh sorry your antibodies see your uh platelets as a foreign object so they try to kill them off so like wow. you're supposed Four hundred thousand platelets in your body, like at any given time, and I had four thousand at the time that they had done blood work. Uh, so yeah, yeah. so work when I was still a hairstylist, and my doctor was like, "Drop whatever you're doing, go straight to the emergency room." And at that point, it seemed as though I had three days left to live, as per the numbers and the rate that my platelets were dropping. So thank God they they figured it out. Yeah. When, so they say once you have one autoimmune disease, you tend to have another sometimes another so hopefully this is the last that i have now um but unfortunately now it's just attacked my kidneys
0: um yeah that sucks also side note i like that you said let's bring down the mood a bit and we all laughed <laughs> like yeah let's darken the mood ha 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 okay i almost died <laughs> like i appreciate you guys for that cuz i I'm the same way um yeah that sounds super intense so i know you have a very specific diet.
2: Yeah.
0: How much of the food can you actually eat that you make?
2: That's a good question. Well, it sucks um, being part of the family that created things called street spuds, for example, Um, on eating the first street spuds. Potatoes, very high in potassium. Okay. Uh
1: Yeah.
2: anymore. So, yeah. So um, my potassium, uh, funny, when we were talking this morning, I was getting blood work because I have to get it every three months. Um, the potassium in my blood is always high, but I'm also a plant-based vegan, so it's very hard to monitor. Um, I, I've kind of wrapped my head around it at this point, like how how to do it. You can eat a potato here and there, not a whole one, because like one potato has the same potassium as like, I, just, I did have having a whole day. I just googled it, so it's because I didn't know the
1: exact number. I wanted to be specific, but one medium potato has 620 milligrams
2: of potassium. Yeah, which is oh, like wow, like about a thousand a day. So if I ate a potato, you know, like I have to eat like white rice for the rest of the day, or something like, that. Oh, <laughs> like because wow. nothing really has no potassium, but healthy foods have like the most potassium. So, so
0: if- key as long as you're googling, can we compare that to a
1: banana?
2: Because yeah. I
0: think people know of bananas as being high in potassium.
1: So, oh, I'm sorry, no, I've no, four hundred and
2: twenty-two milligrams. That's I was gonna long. say. Not as bad as some of the other stuff, but everybody has always just considered bananas the high potassium food. You know, right? Let's see the highest. Melons lines. are high.
1: Yeah, sweet potatoes
2: are sweet pretty potatoes high. Are Spinach,
1: high. I know, is high. Okay. Look
2: for her. She all the knows. Time. Yeah, she knows <laughs> pretty much just as much as I oh, do. Oh, and
1: I know my favorites like dried apricots. I love dried apricots. So
2: okay.
1: Cucumbers. I could ask Carrie. I make a really nice, like a uh, spicy Asian cucumber salad. It's incredible. So. Ooh, avocados which is very you know that's all we serve at our place is avocados <laughs> on everything she can't really eat that so it's hard and she also has to watch her portions so when i cook for the two of us like if i make dinner she makes dinner her plate has to be a lot smaller than mine yeah like
2: even salad like i can't eat like a big salad i have to eat like two cups of salad but it, it's taken me a while but i think i've i've you know i've i've kind of gotten it i have my moments where i you know i'll have a cheat here and there always vegan of course but like you know i had a we had Beyond Burgers. Life a cheat to her life is like life. a
0: French fryer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh my I, god! Yeah, yeah. Like, it's always still vegan and totally still clean, but like you know, that's but like it, half
0: my diet. <laughs> it's like
2: fries. Said,
0: like half half my diet is fries. Oh, oh, I
2: love fries. French fries. So it some things suck, but I think it's just in the grand scheme of things, it's more worth it to have uh, to live. life. <laughs> and that, but like, it's not always a fear of dying, but it's a fear of being sick while I'm alive. For sure. Is something that I don't want to do. Number one, we had just opened our first restaurant when I I literally was diagnosed. I'm like, we have no time for this because of my original autoimmune disease. I had already been healthy. Um, like I, I always been aware of like, you know, what I'm doing to myself, um, in terms of, of food. So I already knew that like, this is just something that we're just going to research and figure out like how we're going to do it. And, um, and we're doing it and it doesn't, that we have a restaurant that's a plant-based clean foods eatery.
0: So is veganism something that's harder to actually do with a disease like yours?
2: No. Um, veganism is the absolute best thing that you could do for number one, any disease okay. number two, autoimmune disease, but certainly kidney disease. Okay. to um, so so you really have to limit your amount of protein that you eat per day. Um, you know, you, with, with kidney disease, you have to, you have to eat like, you know, anywhere from like 25 to 45 milligrams of prote- protein in a day, um, where like a healthy portion will be like 60 to 120. Um, so, so things like meat are just bad, but I mean, obviously you're vegan. So you understand that the health, uh,
1: yes, understand understand no, no be- benefits in eating meat and there's a lot certain of certain foods. Yeah. You know the nutrients you get
2: from them you can get from plants and you know tenfold exactly and i think that there's something to be said about that because a lot of people who could be listening would be like oh okay here's the vegans talking about how you're not supposed to eat meat there's so much research updated research and if if anyone is honestly interested in improving their health this is the way to go And Katie and I actually, we became holistic nutritionists a couple of years ago, not necessarily to be nutritionists, but we have customers that have health issues. We have our own things. We just wanted to learn as much as we possibly can. And we're learning all the time.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I totally get that. Um, Yeah, the reason I asked about being vegan is because, well, and obviously this is all we would address because you are vegan, but we had talked about all the plant-based things you couldn't eat. So that's why I wanted to clarify, because we're like, oh, you can't eat any of these veggies.
2: (laughs) I can still eat certain things. I just, learning your portions is the most important thing. Because like, know that if I ate like a little avocado with something this morning, the rest of my day has to be very smart. Like I have to be very, like I have to be very conscious of everything and I'm eating at all times. Mm. That
0: makes sense. I mean, it sucks to have to deal with that, but it must be nice to like. Kind of have it on lock at this point and you kind of um, can be like hyper aware of what you're putting in your body and how your body is going to respond to that. Definitely. I think like what Kate? Like a sense of control she has. Right. And like, I don't think any of us, we don't have that same immediate response with foods that we're eating. so. I eat sugar a lot and obviously it doesn't really like directly affect me, but of course it's affecting my health, you know? So it must be interesting to see like the immediate reaction to food that your body doesn't agree with. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. My body shows
2: it. Believe it. Yeah, (laughs) Not that
0: you want it, but it's just like an interesting side effect of, of being so conscious of what you're putting in your body. Since clearly as vegans, you guys I'm sure already are conscious of that like I know you guys don't have nuts at your restaurant you don't do gluten I believe um so obviously you're and as we talked about earlier you're hyper aware of other people's nutritional needs and dietary restrictions as well whether for health reasons or by choice um we often do we don't do gluten-free because that would just be wild but like all of our parties are like (laughs) Completely vegan. Franny, probably still couldn't eat anything there. Um, But we do all vegan because I don't want people to have to worry about, you know, if they have dairy allergies or a lot of my friends don't eat me. Kara obviously stopped eating me after working with you guys. She was already kind of on the way there. Um, but it's funny that you said, like, all of your stuff has avocado in it. Because I'm like, why would Kara ever eat there? She hates avocado. Like,
1: obviously, you guys do more.
0: <laughs> Wait, so, what She
2: hates smashed avocado. She'll
1: she- eat it if, like, I remember one time we accidentally made, like, an avocado crema. Like, we, like, blended it too long. And Kara's like, I'll eat this. Yes, like, yes. So it's all texture for her. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very
0: glad you've, like shown her that avocado can be good because that's one of my favorite foods and i'm
1: just like girl you're missing out
0: although i don't like cilantro so people have the same response to me
1: i didn't like cilantro before we opened and then we created the chipotle tacos and i was like oh i like cilantro so i think it's just like and with carrots like a lot of people would be like well how could you hire somebody that like was and it's like everybody's on a journey and everybody's figuring it out like you can't like it's like I was there at some point I was still trying to like figure out like what was best for my body and stuff and like I just think being judgy is just not gonna get anybody anywhere so oh God, we just yeah. like kind of make good food and like we just kind of like don't say anything we kind of just say like eat this <laughs> yeah. and then it's like look you, you were a vegan for five minutes so that's like if we can do that then like
2: yeah I think that's pretty cool it's certainly yeah. better on on their decisions because you don't know anything until you know it as exactly. far as health- animals as far as agriculture as far as the planet you don't know until you know once you know it's a different story
0: yeah i know like so jesse eats meat um but he has taken steps to cut out pork and beef and like because it just bothers him like i love that he's like for the animals like i tried to get him on the health side and he's like no i just like i watch all these dodo music or music videos dodo youtube videos and they're they're so cute and i To me, and he was doing that before he even met me. I just, like, made him be, like, okay, you say you want to do this. Why don't you, like, actually try sticking to it instead of being, like, what? Yeah, he wants to chime in.
1: in. Hello. I've made the joke before that, like... She's trying to get me in on, like, you know, like, well, think of like the environment and the such and such. And like, what actually works on me is like, I saw a pig and a ducky that were friends and now I feel bad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's supposed to
1: be like. It's a mo- yeah. He went backwards. Usually people go the other way, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no,
2: that's, that's, that's empathy. That's You're
1: an
0: empathetic man. Yeah. He is. Yeah. And that is like a lot of being vegan is like getting getting on other people's level of like, what's important to them. Like, obviously, I'm like, I'm not like, let's kill the animals. But when I first started being (laughs) vegan, I well vegetarian, I should say it was because of like the animals and like the Simpsons episode, Lisa the Vegetarian, which is like classic. Um, But also the like, at this point in my life, um, aside from that, it's like a big environmental thing for me. Um, that's why I'm like, I'm not like kill the animals, but like, that is like the main drive for me at this point. Um, but yeah, and obviously health, but like I said, I eat sugar. I'm like, give me sugar, give me deep fried things. Like like I look
2: at somebody who eats sugar, but is healthy that, that, but eats vegan. And I'm like, that's still great for the animals. Cause like we started, it was an animal journey. Like I was healthy before. I actually went vegan-vegetarian in 1997. That's the kind of when I started. But back then, it was all about the animals. Like, yeah. I could, the idea of eating an animal, all of a sudden, like, it hit me one day. Um, it was when I was, a, I was an assistant uh, at my first hair salon when I was 17. One of the girls that I was the assistant to, and she was, like, my idol. She was vegan. So I got like, following in her footsteps, and I started just understanding, like, who wants to eat an animal? That's, like, kind of insane. Yeah. And that started for me. Um, And then I continued it until I met Katie. And when we started dating, I like fell off the wagon for a couple of years. And then Kate and I watched What the Health, the documentary, Mm -hmm. and movie, Okja, which is not a documentary. And
1: Earthlings, which was like atrocious. I can't watch it.
2: Overnight overnight we were just we were done it was everything with the hell and
1: I think like with me the the looking at me like because I still I'm not gonna lie I'll walk into work in the morning and the Amish are like frying chicken and I'm like oh man that smells so good and it's like but it's ingrained in your brain it's like yeah. of kind of like childhood memories like it's weird like everything's kind of ingrained in, inside of you but you know I don't feel guilty about it I used to because I don't eat it but it's kind of like it didn't really gross me out. Like you said, like you just said, like, oh, that's meat. Like it's like, like flesh. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen. I don't think for like, I think you have to go vegan for like one or two years. And then I, cause I really do believe that like eating living creatures does something to your brain. Oh, yeah. And I think that is the way that you look at things. And I might sound crazy right now, but I think it like, it does something. Yeah. You're so not crazy. It does something to your body. So I think when you eliminate it and your body is completely detoxed of this living eating living creatures that were once living and sentient beings and had feelings and emotions and can experience reality and all that junk uh I think when you eliminate it I think your views change I think your perceptive, your perception changes and I think that's when you start to look at like you don't look at it as like a chicken on a plate you look at it as like that's like my dog's leg sitting on a like it's the same thing so I think yeah. it's like, it takes time do you know what I mean I think people want an overnight sensation but I don't think it's going to happen like that. You know.
0: For sure, and we're so removed from the process. I mean, now there are documentaries, which, like you mentioned, Earthlings. I heard was horrible, and at this point, I, like avoid documentaries like that because I'm like I'm already there. I don't need to well, be convinced. And it's
2: like trauma. It's like oh, it's oh for sure, sh-
0: yeah, absolutely. But um. I I think because people like you you know you're so bacon is my thing I've been a vegetarian since I was 10 I've had I think one bite of meat since then and I'll tell you about that in a second but um I I love the smell of bacon but like let's be real bacon looks nothing like what okay. it came from and I think that helps people disassociate um and I like actually like, respect people who hunt for their food because they are seeing like the whole process of like everything that it takes to like get meat to your plate and also like it's done with intention and I think a lot of people who hunt have respect for I mean obviously there's outliers but I think they have respect for like the animal and what this food what this animal is doing for them I can get behind that more than people who are just going into a grocery store and buying plastic like meat like rats and saran wrap. Right. Um, but I was high, like, I don't know. This had to be, like, oh, wait, I'd meet twi- I'd meet a couple of times. Again, I've been vegetarian since I was, like, 10. My mom's thing was, there's this place in Fort Lee, New Jersey, where she's also a vegetarian, but every couple of years, she would go up there and get a hot dog.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: wait, do they fry the hot dogs? They deep fry it. Hiram's? She used to live in, so Fort
2: in
0: Fort Lee. Years ago. Oh, my God. So that was, like, her thing. we
2: eating one. Oh, they uh, sound good though. vegan vegetarian. Then, so
0: but. they're really good. So I went up, I was like 19. So I hadn't eaten meat in nine years, but my mom always did this excursion, which I'm like, well, you're a vegetarian too. Let me like do it with you. Um, so I did it and it was really good. And my only response was this tastes like a vegetarian hot dog. Like they taste so similar because hot dogs right. are like so heavily processed. Yes. Um So that was my one time. So that one didn't affect me as much. But the other time, I must have been like 25 or something. I was dating my ex. I was really high. And he there's this place in Reading Terminal Market in Philly that is known for like their pork and brisket and whatever. And for some reason, I was like, you know what, I think it's when like, all it was right before Beyond started coming out because honestly, Beyond for me was like an impossible was like too much at first. It was too close to the real thing, and I had to like get used to it. Yeah, yeah, it was like disgusting, and plus it bled. Like Jesse for the longest time needed to cook it for me. I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, but my my boyfriend at the time had a brisket sandwich, and I'm like, I have been like interested in meat like lately, not eating it, but like I found myself like more curious about it since it had been like, you know, 15 years. So I tried a bite and I was just like, okay, we're still very far from like real meat. And he's like, do you want to spit it out? And I'm like, no, because like we're in front of the proprietor and like, I don't want to be rude, but like this texture is like off. And like all day we were talking, like the the three of us just now we're talking about, you know, trying to like Get behind the fact that like this was an animal all day. It was like the tiniest bite, and I'm like, I feel really weird that I have like dead animal in me right now.
2: Yeah! yes. It's such it's such a it, you can't explain it until you've experienced it. Yeah, I, off the wagon, like I told you for a couple of years. Um, and it was it was very it was it was like I felt sick at first, but it was like a brain thing. Yeah, like,
1: not like a. It's like a mental yes. like. That's what I meant. Yeah, like like a mental thing. And also, in, I think in, I don't know if it's in Earthlings, it's in one of them where they talk about these animals are terrified and they're, ugh, they're just experiencing all these horrible emotions that human beings would never want to feel.
2: And you're eating that shit too. Because like, <laughs> they die in that moment. They die you know? in that fear. Yeah. And, and, and that spiritually is, it's like going into you. Yeah. And but.
0: Well everyone was like why would you start eating meat with brisket and I was like I, I didn't want to start like I'm actually glad I squashed my my curiosity like if brisket was like the weird thing to start with great like I'm if- I'm good. Yeah. But like yeah. I don't judge other people like you guys said and like if people want to eat meat like that's totally fine. Um I find I get more judgment as a vegan than you know. Yeah. Yeah. But- yeah. But we're all, like, entitled to make our choices. And in the end, like, some people truly, like, can't make those choices or aren't educated enough or, you know, they, you know, don't have access to fresh food. Like, you know, living in Philly, you're, like, very aware of, like, all the food deserts around and people just, like, grab what they can. And, like, for me, it's, like, is my is, – is what I'm doing making, like, a big difference in the grand scheme of things for the environment? No, probably not. But it's much like other things I do in my life that I feel like because I'm able to, it feels like my responsibility because there are other people who absolutely cannot make those choices. Yeah. Um, So, you know, there's, like, this weird, like, okay, well, I, I do it because there's no reason I can't.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. would yeah. be, like, a privilege just not to choose not to you know, just cause you right.
2: just, so it's like, right. why wouldn't,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, but, and... Go
2: ahead, Franny. I was just going to say like, in terms of like what you were just saying, there are, it's, it's really all about like people's individual situations and, and what we're grown up, what we grow up into, mm-hmm. you right. know, like nobody knows, like I said earlier, until you know that like that piece of chicken on your plate, like that's a chicken cutlet, like it came from Somebody that essentially is going to be just like one of your pets. You just don't have that. It's funny because children, little kids, they see the connection more. But if you're conditioned because our parents were conditioned because their parents were conditioned because their parents were conditioned and all the way down the lines that you're supposed to eat meat, it keeps you healthy, it keeps you alive. Then that's just like what people do until you find out otherwise.
0: Right. Um. I don't know if you guys have read the book Eating Animals. That's what actually turned me vegetarian and vegan um it's by jonathan saffron far frower i think is the name he actually wrote everything is illuminated um so he's like a big jewish writer and he i'm jewish and he comes at like everything from like a jewish perspective and being traditional um and his whoa yes so good I like the book because you actually don't know for most of it whether he actually is vegetarian, vegan or not. Like, it's a very nuanced perspective. And it starts with him talking about how his grandmother, like, only ate and served chicken because she, like, was in the Holocaust. And, like, you know, when she got out, like, she was very happy to, like, have access to chicken. If I'm recalling correctly, I read this, like, 20 years ago, Um, not 20 years ago, probably, like, 15 um but he it was very much like oh well like do i you know this is a part of my tradition do i like not eat it and it, it. it's just like a lot of back and forth but i like i said i felt like it gave like a very nuanced perspective um because there are a there are a lot of things surrounding food and i think that's why people get very defensive about it and i i hate this and like to shit on vegans a little bit, not all, but like there is this um concept of vegans. And I always say to Jesse, like with things in general, like the, the smallest group and the most judgmental group of any, like, you know, subculture is often the loudest. So they, they take over the narrative when really like, that's not how most people are feeling in that subculture. Um, but I find so I find that like there are vegans out there that are either like you must do this all all the time, which is not a realistic approach for a lot of people. And obviously, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for, Uh, like reduction, like is the most important, you know, if you can only like be vegan three days a week, that's better than never doing it. And. I also feel like a lot of the ve- not again, not a lot, but the loudest vegans, they get weird with like fake meat. And it's like, why the fuck do you care? Like, everyone has their reasons for approaching this. And it's like, well, this is just like real meat or like this was me like testing on animals and therefore we shouldn't eat this. And it's like, but we're, we're, you know, like yeah. attacking, like we're, we're letting perfection get in the way of the good. Yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous.
1: I get well, that. and it's like I'll see like posts on like we follow a lot of like vegan pra- pages on Facebook, and they'll have like restaurants that also serve meat that will serve vegan, and people will be like pissed off that or like boycott it. Yeah, like they, but they still give money to the meat industry. It's like, but they're giving meat people that typically eat
2: meat the option to not eat meat. And the more, the more you support the businesses, the big businesses. Yeah. Like for example, Dunkin' Donuts used to have the Beyond Sausage. And they stopped carrying it because of all the people who probably boycotted it. Yeah. They and the way we see it is as much as we want our tiny eatery to take over the world and change everyone's lives, we know that's not realistic. But I know that Burger King and McDonald's, as much as we don't really eat like that, we know we are aware that in 10 years from now, Burger Kings could potentially be vegan. Like, like, but we have to support those businesses that are doing it because if it's not it might just be financial for them, but for us, it's saving the animals and it's, and it's changing the environment. So right. it's like, you just give a little right now, then later on, it can be like a huge benefit. Like we could have yeah. like an early full vegan fast food places. And
1: the realities is like big corporations are just, that's how, just how it is. Like they're, they're like the, the big, the big guys on top. So yeah. just tell them like oh good this is good we want we want vegan options and they'll be like oh okay and then they'll keep them
0: (laughs) totally not to mention it's exposing people to this type of food that maybe they don't have the option and it makes it a lot easier when like people like us are traveling across the country and we you know there might not be we we're lucky enough to live in the northeast and there are a lot of vegan options there are a lot of um uh like Asian places, which are pretty easy to find vegan food and stuff like that. You don't get that as you travel across the country. And let me tell you, when Kara and I were driving to Portland, I would have loved if Burger King had an impossible burger at that point, because it was so hard to find vegan food that at certain points I had to be like, fuck it. I guess I'm eating dairy because there was nothing there for me. Um, And I don't think people think about it like that either. Uh, I actually got into a fight with Kara's friends on Facebook um, because I'm sure you guys had heard about this. Wait, um, is it? Um, uh, I, uh, I, I think we <laughs> <laughs> the Crazy vegans. Like, that's the thing oh, is so- like, like, she posted something that was dairy and they freaked out and like, oh. we're trying to educate her. And I was like, I came on with her permission because I will never just do this like on someone's Facebook. But I was like, can I say something? Because I know you're upset. Oh. And I was just like, guys, like. This is not the way to make people be vegan is attacking them for like posting something on Facebook like uh, like that's has dare a dairy dairy in a video like I was like, you guys are new vegans. You're like the, you know, the protesting the steakhouse vegans. <laughs> and like, that shit is crazy and it's going to get you nowhere. And like, as someone who's a seasoned vegan, can I just tell you, like, there are better ways to approach this. And it became a whole thing and Jesse got involved and
2: then... Oh, yeah. God. Yeah,
0: yeah, because he was like, talking shit on me and then she's like oh you're like you keep saying you're her, her best friend like you feel a need to like say that a lot it makes me question your relationship and I'm just like what
2: does that mean wow so that's like she sent a little more at the script uh, oh yeah
1: sweet
0: okay so moving on from the vegan thing hopefully like no one feels attacked that's listening because like we we're I feel like we're all very like do you do you bro um, yeah but, uh, but, speaking-
2: can got I one thing about that, because I want to acknowledge that, uh, the, the new and loud vegans, it's not like an attack on them because we, and because we've been new vegans with like newfound knowledge. And we realize that, um, you're so passionate because all of a sudden you learn all of this and you don't know what to do with it because you just want everybody to just hear you and be like, Oh my God, change the world. Like we need to save everyone. But everybody's not ready to hear it yet. Yeah. So I want to just acknowledge that we do appreciate what we call baby vampires. If you ever watched Twilight, uh, true blood. I mean, Um uh, yes. like they're new and they <laughs> go, I I just want to grasp onto everybody and shake them. And, and we just want to say, we do appreciate them also. Yeah. Um, and there's
0: a way to do it. It's the, it's also the vegans who have been doing, who have been doing this for 10 years and again, are attacking the other vegans for eating what they want. Like, yo, calm down.
2: Yeah. Like just like, we'll-
0: that like okay. i want i just want to eat an impossible burger can you leave me alone which words i never thought i'd say um <laughs> all but right, but yeah, I- for sure and like i said i feel like that is a thing in all subcultures um and speaking of subcultures and this also happens In the LGBTQIA community, I I know they added letters, and I'm struggling. As a B, I'm struggling to keep up. Uh, (laughs) uh, But uh, you guys are gay. Yes. um, And you're married. So uh, do you guys – I don't know who wants to go first, but do you guys want to go into, like, when you realized this, how you decided to come out, how your family
1: reacted? Pushed out. Okay. So I, I probably knew when I was like five, like you just know. Yeah. And it's funny because straight people will be like, well, how did you know? And I'm like, well, how did you know when you liked girls? Like, okay. You were like probably six years old, seven years old, had like a crush on like your neighbor or your like friend's older brother, or sister. Like, it's so weird to me. It's like, we're the same person. It's just different. It's just swapped. But anyway, so I knew when I was really young, I was like in the closet, throughout college, throughout high school, which was awful Um, because I was like, you know, I don't want to like, she was cute. I was cute. I was like, you know, I was in the popular crowd. I would say I'm not going to like, but it was hard because a lot of boys thought I was cute and thought I was pretty. So it was very overwhelming at times because it was very uncomfortable for me because I didn't like it. And I, and I, I didn't like boys and I was, I was very uncomfortable around them and I didn't really know what to do with them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I didn't really know what to do with girls yet because I hadn't really like even touched that part of myself inside. Like I haven't, I didn't really admit it. I kind of think I was like in denial until I was like in my maybe mid twenties, which is when I met the first girl that I ever dated, which was we were waiting tables at a restaurant and she was like, I think like five years younger than I was, but she was like way more experienced than I was, I think sexually and also like relationship wise. Cause I really didn't have that many relationships cause I was just closeted and I just kind of like stayed away from everybody. Um, which was like very depressed, depressing and sad and-, and made me very anxious. I deal with it still today, <laughs> like the repercussions of it. Um, but anyway, uh, so she also had a boyfriend and what happened was it was the first person i'd ever been with like romantically sexually like serious like anything and it was kind of like in the open i was like kind of people that we knew that that i worked with knew about it so it was like the first of everything really and then i think her boyfriend was like i don't want you hanging out with her anymore cuz we were hanging out like a lot and so she just like dumped me and it was like mm-hmm. like the worst Feeling in like the universe, and like when I like even when I hear like songs about like heartbreak, like Kara plays these songs at work, and I'm like, oh god, like if these songs were on when I was when I was young, I would have oh, yeah. listened to them all the time. But I just remember feeling like despair, like I was just like. But then I was also in the in the closet, so then I had to deal with that. So it's like I couldn't tell anybody. So I remember like I had gone on like this like huge coke binge because I was like so upset, and I was with this this girl who I was friends with, and I came home after like being away for like two days and I was just a mess. And my really good friend, Dory, who I haven't talked to in years, but I will never forget it. She was there through every step of the way. And she basically like walked my mom through it and was like, she, it was a girl. Like she got her heart broken by a girl and had to explain it to her. And my mom was very empathetic. And she, I think she was like kind of taking it in. Like she was like, whoa. But then at the same time she saw how sad I was. And I don't think this is the way that like they wanted, my parents wanted it to go. I think they, I think parents have like a plan for their kids. But they were very accepting. They were very loving. A little standoffish. Didn't really know, like, how to, you know, deal with the gay part at first. But I remember my friend Dory, like, she laid in bed with me for, like, days. I was, like, devastated. It was, like, my first heartbreak. Mm-hmm. So that's how I out. And then after that, I think I said I was bisexual for, like, a year because I wasn't comfortable yet. Um, and then, you but, know, I had a...
0: I have a question about that. So did you say you were by for yourself or for other people or like a combination of like, you were just getting used to like the fact you were actually gay and we're like, oh, no. it was into- for else because
1: okay. I am gay. Like I, I listen, I love men. I think men are beautiful. I enjoyed having sex with men. Like the men that I had sex with, like sex is great. I just didn't have that connection and I didn't, I didn't really connect with men the same way I did with women. So, I just like, I don't, I'm definitely not bi. I'm a full blown lesbian. Okay. <laughs> so I yeah, I was. Say, I think I was saying I was bi because I think that some people to please their parents or to please their family or just to please society really and be more accepted. Um, I think I thought in my head, if a part of me was heterosexual i guess you would say half heterosexual and half i guess is that what you is that what bi really is you like men and men and women so people would think that you're half heterosexual is half that gay? what bi is
0: say you're I, gay without saying you're gay is that what bi
1: is <laughs> well like i feel like the street people would accept me more if i was part like i liked boys also
0: which is interesting because at least in my experience in the lgbt com- community like a lot of people are not accepting of bi people. So that must have been like a weird, like, and a lot of, of trying to date.
1: Yeah. And I remember my gynecologist who I've had since I was in my 20s. So she's been with me through my whole coming out experience. I remember like going in and she's being like, she'd be like, are you still bisexual? And I was like, oh no, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> and she'd be like, oh good, much safer sexually. Like, she'd always tell me shit like that. Like, "I guess like, like you're, you're more prone to like STDs if it fits like a dick and a vagina, I guess. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. so I remember I told you, I remember, she, so no, this is like recently, I just went, I won't say her name, but I think her daughter is, is having, um Issues with coming to real coming to terms with who she is, and she was like, confiding in me. And she also asked me like what pronouns I go by. So she's asked all her patients what pronouns, Like she's very very open minded, cool. very progressive, very open and welcoming and loving. I love her to death. But um, I remember her saying that she was surprised also that I thought it would be easy. It would be easier to be by because she said with the experience with her kids that it's harder. So I don't know why I thought that. I mean, I, I don't think that
2: gay saying like full lesbian gay whatever. Um, it's so definite. Yeah, it's like a, you know, it's, it's like it's like I've made a mark.
1: There's and no I, going back. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: can't reverse from gay. Right? Like mom and dad,
1: there's still a chance that you know because a lot of like older boomers they think that if you're gay, like you can't have a family or babies, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, I'm not gonna have grandkids because oh. she's and it's like, oh my god, like have you heard of like in and like there's straight couples that do it like it's I'm unbelievable. Gonna- <laughs> Well, I was going to say also, like, there are straight couples who don't want kids. Either. Yeah, exactly. So when you said final, it's very, like, finite. Yeah, like, like it, it makes it, sense. But yeah, I think I just did it to please other people, which sucks. But
2: that's yeah. like. Well,
0: because you're you're denying a side of who you are. And I feel like growing up, again, like, being bi, I definitely have, like, a different experience. But you're, like, acting. There's a part of you that you can't
1: acknowledge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you are acting. And I acted, me and friend both acted. I think a big portion of our lives are just acting oh, yeah. like someone else. Even even
2: in stature, in the way that I would carry myself, in the way that I would walk, in the way that I would dress, I was extremely feminine. I, I would actively um, notice myself in the mirror. It didn't hurt that I was a hairstylist because there was mirrors everywhere. But like, I would make sure that I looked girly when I was walking. I would make sure that I walked, you know, with the perfect, you know, like, like you wouldn't know. Yeah. I would, yeah. and it's interesting because it's like, why did she do that? And it's like, oh,
1: because like
2: in the patriarchy, everyone else we're we're, we're yeah. like
1: taught that we need to look feminine for men. That's really where it comes down from. That's oh yeah, I mean, that's where it that comes too, from. Yeah.
2: Because why already, I would have to like like monitor the way that I walk? You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, how- it's funny because
0: you guys aren't like like you guys just are pretty middle of the ground like middle of the board like you know what I mean like I wouldn't like necessarily think you were gay or straight or like nothing would enter my mind you know it's crazy like like the overcompensation that you feel that you have to do even when really like you're not presenting any specific way
2: yeah yeah oh yeah
1: wait so
0: tell how you
2: came out then so I came out when Katie and I started dating oh wow and how long
0: have you guys been together
2: 10 years um and so 33 when I came out, um, I had girlfriends and I had boyfriends in between and or at the same time. Uh, I come from a very Catholic Italian family and I was the only girl in a family of five kids. So you would imagine all of the things that went through my head my whole life, like same like what Kate was just saying, like, oh, uh, they I can't have kids, even though I can have kids, like all the things that they would envision for me wasn't going to be what it was and it was sad when I look back now I'm an adult I'm a 43 year old woman um I've had two careers already at this point I I had one career for 20 years we've been in this for the last almost 10 years um I just look back on life and I think all the success that I've had in my life this far was number one probably because I was trying to overwork myself (laughs) because I acknowledge who I was. I was always working and partying, working and partying. And that, that was everything that I did. But I think to myself, like, what was I trying to measure success by? If I'm really successful, maybe people will like me more. And then I never have to worry about coming out. But coming out wasn't even an option. Like this wasn't something that I was ever going to do. Like I was just I was either gonna get married and maybe have girlfriends on the side. I mean that was as unrealistic at, or you know what I don't know what word to describe it as, um, as that was that made more sense to get married to a guy who might be cool enough to let me like hook up with girls here and there so that I can like I don't know get my fix you know and that'll hold me over for a couple of months. Oh my God, um, That's that made That's more a sad life. That was more logical than just coming out to my family. Oh. Because I was so close with my family and I was so afraid that I would have lost my family. And, um, it, you know, I, I thought that that was it. So when I met Kate, she was like, I'm not going on a date with you. Like we met online and we were talking for like weeks. We like literally probably fell in love in like the first couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but then she was like, I'm, I'm out and I've dated girls who aren't out and I'm not going to date. I'm not going to go on even one date with you if you're not out. So I, um, <laughs> I was at my brother and sister in law's house, like, and people might think that that's harsh. No, but it's it's, but not. it's like it's no. a, it's reality. It's not, of... It would
1: be fair to her either. To be but it's to also her. like straight couples don't have to worry. Like every time when you're, if you're gay or you're you're not okay. Well, I'm not going to say just gay. If you're not straight, if you're not normal as people, as the mean as the judgy people say, you have no idea the the extra stressors that like are put onto a relationship. Like your parents don't accept you. You don't, your family doesn't accept you. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many things you have to like worry about all the time just to be who you are. So it's like, I think that's why I was like, I can't do it. Cause I had dated girls who like, you know, like I would have friends who are like, oh, my in-laws are so nice. They love me. Like we just went out to dinner and like, I would be like ignored the whole time. Or I would be like, and it's like, I was a nice girl. I wasn't, there was nothing wrong with me. It was just people were just like very bigoted and like you know, they didn't want their kids to be gay. And so they would take it out on me. But anyway, I just right. want to Well, say-
0: also there's like a hand-holding involved and a teaching and yeah. like it's just a lot more like of an emotional um, like weight you have to carry when you're dealing with someone who isn't out because you've also spent most of your life, again, not uh-huh. acknowledging the side of you. And now right. you are like,
2: kind of go back in the closet again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, and I'm glad that she did that though, because like the thing that I thought I was never going to do, I had to do now because I knew that I just knew that there was something about her and I needed to know her. And I need, I was like, years later. And I like the day I met her, like I knew, and she was so, she was being cool. You know, she was all like, I'm dating another girl. <laughs> and she like, <laughs> Don't put all your eggs in one basket and this and that. And I'm like, bitch, I'm going to marry you. <laughs> I didn't care, but I knew I was going to. No, but so I, the, the two days before our first date, I was at my brother and sister-in-law's and I like, I just had to tell someone <laughs> in my family. Cause I knew once I told someone that I was going to eventually tell everybody. Yeah. So my brother and my sister-in-law, my sister-in-law <laughs> jumps off the couch and she's like, I knew it. <laughs> And it was so awesome though, because I felt so much better than I told her. Um, And that they were like so welcoming and they were like fine about it. They're like, okay. And it was, it was, that felt better. But then obviously, like when I told my parents, it was not the same, you know. Um, Not that they were mean or anything, you know, they were just closed off because that's what. They weren't, saying, like, they weren't excited to do. like yeah, They yeah. weren't like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy you have a new girlfriend. Because I told my parents, like, weeks later, like, after we had been dating. And then um, it was funny because I made it very short and sweet when I saw my parents and tell them. But then, like, a couple of days later, like, I talked to my mom on the phone. It was, like, super awkward. And I was just like, what, do you have questions? Just, like, do you want me to answer the questions before you ask them? Like, okay, yes, maybe people in your family are going to be like, oh, my God, I heard Fran's daughter's a lesbian. <laughs> ha! But then I was like, they might say that, but th- that's going to be the end of it. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, nobody cares. But I think that, I think when you're Italian, there's something to be said about that. Because I think we're very much all the same. Like, I'm not like that anymore. I've been in therapy for like almost 10 years. Like, I'm not that way. But like, I think a lot of people who are Italian are very just like, it's about what people ways. think. You can't change your ways. Blah, blah, blah. The end.
1: Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's- the, the food you were talking about like with tradition it's hard for people to let yeah, go it's more the, like a
2: traditional thing so they all think the same but also I, you I, mentioned
0: being italian and like all of a sudden your italian accent your jewish italian or jewish <laughs> jersey italian accent is like roaring back so that's that's where that comes from
2: yes there is just about italian so yeah. we're all same no but like you know i was gonna say something but i, what I was gonna say. sorry but <laughs> but yeah it was it was um for us, though, in my family, my siblings and my sister-in-laws were all very, always wonderful. My parents had, and my dad didn't really. My mom had a hard time for a long time. Um, but she was always, you know, sweet, you know? Um, yeah. Well, but it, you it,
0: having Kate as a wife helps. Because you're just very charismatic and sweet. And
1: sweet. She- Her sweet. mother was always very always welcoming always you know always greeted me with like hugs and kisses she was never she was but you could feel the there's like a sense of like almost like uncomfortable is uncomfortability is that a word yeah um it was obvious but I knew it wasn't me I knew it was just I knew it was just probably like just the way her brain works you know like Mm -hmm. she's older generation um they think they think things they think through things a little bit differently yeah you know so I always respected that it's her mom it's my wife's mother you know i never disrespect her um but yeah i think it was just you know it's i think i think parents have a plan for you and i don't i don't think that uh this was I was at time. the end of the Which plan to be honest, when it. I look back i think to myself that, like how did you not know i mean like
2: of course i put on like the straight look and the works and the walks and all that but like come on like you had to know like I I think back to when I was young and I'm like yeah I was a lesbian like obviously like I had lots of boyfriends and that's something I told my mother too like when we first talked on the phone after it all happened and she was like well you know you have a tendency of doing things that are a little more exciting so I thought maybe (laughs) this was exciting so I'm like Ma, I dated some of the best men out there yeah yeah. and I did and I'm 33 years old. Do you think I, I would not have married one of them at this point? Like I dated right. great men, you know, like, you know, I'm sure I had a couple of assholes in there too. Like one of them, <laughs> but like, but like I was, you know, well, he cheated on me, but I, I was hooking up with his cousin who was a girl. So like, I guess it was even, but <laughs> <laughs> not yeah, why I'd I, say so. It was a very, it was a whole <laughs> other situation. But what I'm saying is with the men that I dated good careers, nice families respectful Took care of took you care of me like in just like in in gentleman kind of ways you know like open yeah. door shit like I had those kind of guys you think I wouldn't have ended up with one of, the, one of them right Great at all I mean I'm zero percent straight and I dated men because I had to so it, people would say like oh well you have to be bisexual then because you you've dated and slept with men that is a hundred percent not true right like, I, oh I hate or- that in that I know just because I was able to have a man like his body on top of me like in in some ways but also the sad thing about being in a generation where you can't really come out is that let's deepen the moment for a second again I had a lot of me too moments that happened because I was put into or I put myself into positions with guys but I shouldn't take blame for it um but because I, I felt that just being straight was the only way. Like, being with a man was the only way. So that's the sad thing about it. And I hate seeing that, like, in other people who are, like, not out. Like, I have someone who's kind of close to me. Um, it's someone who I care about a lot. Told me recently that they were gay and that they will not come out until they've met someone who is worth it. And I'm like, that's exactly what I did. And please don't do that. Because I like, about, like, I've had secret girlfriends. And like during that time, like Katie's taught me this from like her past and from things her mom has said, but like you get the love you think you deserve. So like I didn't deserve a whole lot. So even the girlfriends that I had, like some of them were very nice, but you know, some were abusive, you know, some were addicts because like they were probably just in the closet. You
1: kind of like, I think you kind of like settle sometimes. Yeah. Because there's a kitty cat. Who's that? This is Lilith. Hi, Lilith. Lilith. Oh my god! Your last name Fair, or is it like, <laughs> or is it Lilith from True Blood? Oh, Lilith, Lilith, of course. Oh my god!
0: The second True Blood reference. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
1: I love True Blood. I haven't watched it in so long.
2: Oh, oh, so I rewatched that whole series over from this first episode. But
1: yeah, I think we settled, like the relationship before her was atrocious for me too. It was like very abusive, physically abusive, mentally abusive. We were both messes, you know, addiction was involved. It was just, you know, when you're not living to your full truth, you sometimes end up in really sticky situations. And that's just like, so, you know, like you said, our friend who is like, I won't date someone into like, that's so sad. And it's like, just like,
2: you date I want to see like, who like are shine, good.
1: like yeah. l- like shine your light. Don't dim your light because other people, you know, who are not that intelligent, are right. judging. Like like look who it's coming from. That's kind of like what I want to say to people too.
0: Well, yeah. I know from like a bi perspective too that it's a lot harder to find, um, like lesbians it's a lot harder you know it's a lot easier to find a straight relationship so you settle for that reason too yeah
2: yeah and also dating sites when we I mean I was this was the my first girlfriend I had right at the end of my first boyfriend who I was with for five years I was 19 when we broke up um it was right right before my 20th birthday um and it was the same exact time I started hooking up with my first girlfriend but who was never really my girlfriend because she had a boyfriend. She wasn't out. She was straight. But the love of my life up until that point. Our breakup was just like, it, I mean, it was it was always ups and downs because she would always like, oh, I have a boyfriend now, so like, oh, stay away, like. And it's like you're in love with me yesterday. It, it's very yeah. It, it could mind fuck you a lot because then you're just dating whoever you find. And although this person at the time, she started as my best friend. We like we admitted to each other years later that we had fallen in love, but like we couldn't really talk about it or admit it, but Sam, like Kate said, when she first broke up with her, the night that me and her broke up, I literally, my parents knew I was staying at her house that night, so I literally drove around in my car around Staten Island until like seven o'clock in the morning, because, and I was just sobbing and crying and driving all over the place, and I think I even drove into the city and drove back, like, I just, I had to find something to do, because I couldn't go home and cry, I couldn't be like, I broke up with Michelle, I'm sorry, I mean, whatever, she was, you know, Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> Michelle, get <laughs> at it, um, but like I had to, I had to sob that out by myself. And then I had a, this person was my best friend and also my girlfriend. So now I had to mold my whole life over because, right. you know, so I don't want to see, I hate seeing other people going through that. Cause you're just kind of like finding who's in your circle. And
1: right? it's also like, you're human. So this person is saying, oh, well, I'm not going to be in a relationship until, and it's like, your heart will, when your heart falls for someone, like, that's it. Like, you're going to, like, I can't tell you how many, like, straight friends I had growing up that I just, like, fell for because you're human and, like, you need, con- you need that contact. You need, yeah. All your friends are around you with, like, boyfriends and they're, like, in love and their first loves and, like, you're not getting any of that. Like, you need, you need that to survive as like a human being. So this person who we're talking about, I definitely think will probably fall in love with someone and then what's going to happen? Then you're going to be like you said, driving around crying by yourself because, you know, so it's just like, just be yourself. But we get how hard it is, obviously. Yeah. Well,
0: I, I also can understand like your friend, like from a logistical perspective, why it doesn't seem to make sense to go through all of that until you found someone. And again, like being by, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure like, I didn't, technically come out i think my parents like knew i was like open to women too because my dad's mentioned like oh well if there's like a woman you met like let me know like that's fine too um oh, i don't yeah no my parents are cool as hell like not to sound cliche but like my mom like her best friends are yeah oh she's the best yes everyone loves my mom i'm pretty sure they're only friends with me because of my mother um <laughs> but like her best friend is gay um and uh she she's like always had a lot of gay people in her life like my dad's brother is gay um and he's also the favorite brother so like if anyone was gonna come out and like my my parents would be okay <laughs> my parents would be okay or his parents would be okay with it it was him but I don't think I officially came out until like a podcast a couple of weeks ago
2: oh um, what how exciting
0: yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, I was like, parents, I don't know if you know, but like, I'm by. But like, I understand because it's like, why would I bring it up unless there was like a reason to? Um, and I had someone to be like, oh, hey, this is, you know, this is my girlfriend. But at the same time, it's like, it also and luckily, it worked out for you guys. But it's like, it must suck to like, potentially throw a wrench in a relationship that you finally feel is worth it with like, potential drama. You know, um. So, like, I I see both sides of it, of like why you'd want to wait, but why it's like, yeah, just like get it out of the way. So, like, it's not like you you have to think back in the beginning of your relationship and like, why were we dealing with this challenge?
1: It's also it's easier for me to say that though, you know, because yeah. I've lived it. Right. So I get it. Like, I know. Like, it's like I was you. So I
2: complete. So it's you know. It's but I, I think of like the life experiences. What of what? that would have happened differently for me if I would have been able to come out. And I knew I wasn't able to come out because I'll be honest with you. I tried to come out uh, a bunch of times when I was young and I was kind of shut down or laughed off. And I just knew that I couldn't. Um, And I just think about the me too movement, that me too situations that I was telling you about. And I think about, um, you know, if, uh, let me just say this really quick. And it's something I'm just going to say, knowing that this is a, a podcast that a lot of parents listen to, you just have to listen to your p- child. Like, if your child is trying to tell you something, they're trying to tell you something. Like, if your child is around the bush about something, sit them down and ask them what they're trying to tell you. Because not only can it save them from circumstances that we just spoke about, but it could also save their lives because so many LGBT people do try to take their lives. Um, and it's, it's literally over being afraid of what people will think you who you are. So just like if your parents, just please listen. Just listen to your kids because if they're trying to tell you something, it's going to affect their whole life if they can't tell you.
0: Yeah, and I think it's okay too to like, as long as they're being respectful about it, to give – and this is true of anything when you're telling parents something that like maybe they're not expecting, even if it is like I don't want kids. I think it's okay to give your parents space to like re what they – had in mind for you. I mean, even something as dumb as like, oh, I don't want to do this profession. I want to do something, you know, I want to go into food, you know, I want to do something that's a little less stable. Like, it's okay for parents to like hold that space and be like, this isn't something I expected of my kids. And they can do that in a respectful way while also being like, I'm here for you. And you know, right.
1: I, I don't have you guys watched Pose?
2: No. No, but we have almost were, told us to yeah. watch it, but we haven't watched it.
0: It's so good. Um, But Jesse and I are watching it right now, and we're – every episode, we're like, how do parents just – how are they okay with abandoning their kids? Like, even if you're not okay with them being gay, like, how are you just – how would you rather have them on the street fending for themselves and not talking to them? Like, I just – we, we are of a benefit in a generation, even though it doesn't show given the legislation going on. We, we do have, you know, the benefit of being around more people who are open and out. And again, this is also living in the Northeast. Obviously, it's different in the middle of the country. Um, but I still just like I can't wrap my head around people who are just because people still do that to their kids, where it's just like, nope, you can't live here unless you're straight and like, Again, I feel like, you know, my parents always would have been open to whatever relationship I chose. But, you know, being bi, like, first of all, it's easier to, as we I discussed earlier, it's easier to find men on dating sites, especially because, like, women tend to be like, oh, they're bi. Nope, I'm good. Um, but it is just easier to be in a straight relationship. Obviously, I love my husband. I love my life. Like, I wouldn't choose anything differently. Um, but it's definitely opening up something. And I think that is why a lot of bi women end up with men. And a lot of people get very dismissive of like, well, you're not really bi. Like, and I've heard this among a lot of bi women.
2: What, because you didn't end up with a woman?
0: Because, yeah, because I ha- <laughs> I live a straight life. <laughs> yeah.
1: and,
0: well, that's what I was just saying. Jesse's like, there's also just more straight men. Um. Also, straight men tend to be more forward, if we're being honest. But and on the opposite front, I've heard from like my gay, like my guy friends who are gay, like or who are bi, like, oh, people just assume I'm gay, but I am bi. I like men and women. So it is interesting that from like the the woman, you know, the 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 women identifying side that people take their bi less serious and think they're straight. And from the men identifying bi, they take, they think they're gay. It's just.
2: It's it's hard to be bi too, because I think to myself that like, or how many times have I even heard, like, I've heard people say like stupid things like, Oh, well, like, let's say you're like, somebody would say to Jesse, like, Oh, uh, she's bi. Well, aren't you worried? She's going to hook up with a girl. And it's like, well, no, because she's bi. She ch- we're in a relationship. What's the difference between a straight person in a relationship worrying that they're going to go and cheat? Just because you're bisexual, that means that you're not gay. Yeah. All bisexual, which means yeah. that you literally also are attracted to physically, mentally, emotionally to men and women. Well, I think right. people... A lot of
1: people, like, over-sexualize us. Well, As that's like, what it is. It's all about an sex. And LGBTQ
2: community, it's always about,
1: like, sex. It's like, oh, I don't want them in my... store. Like, it's like, you don't want me in your bookstore? I'm just walking around looking at books. Like, what do you think I'm gonna do? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And then also, like, talking about all the laws that are going into effect right now with, like, trans kids. Like, they're gonna, like... Oh, my God. Kids away from their
2: parents. Like, it's all... It, it's, it's terrifying. It's bizarre. It's becoming very dystopian. It,
1: yeah. It's crazy. straight guys, like... Are turned on by the fact that you're bisexual? Oh, and yeah. Get, I think it's definitely
0: sexualized.
1: More of a chance that you're going to have like three sums with like two two women.
0: For sure. And Jesse and I joke about that, but I'm like, I don't want to see you with another girl either. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I think if push came to shove, he wouldn't necessarily like seeing anyone with me either. Well, but he you're also,
2: perf- you're, you're a great couple. You're, yeah. You guys are, like, well, you, are you, love- you. You, you truly love
1: each other and you support each other. It's like, you can tell it's like a 50 50 uh, relationship, you know, like you can look at relationships and tell like you guys are like on it, baby.
2: Yeah. I love
0: you. I appreciate that.
2: You're welcome. I'm sorry if there's people out there that don't uh, value, you know, what's the word Respect it as they should. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, I,
2: or just bisexual people in general. I know.
0: And it's not even like, oh, boo me. It's just like interesting how we were talking about vegans earlier, like how like there's a small subset of, you know, vegans who don't accept other vegans because they don't like their lifestyle. Same with like the LGBTQ community. And obviously, like, you know, trans people have a similar issue where like you know, I definitely seen things where it's like, okay, like we fought for you, like about like gay men in particular, like we fought for you, like, why can't you fight for us? And it's like, well, that's not our fight. And it's like, really, like, aren't we all in like the same community? Same with like TERFs, which like, it's like, really, we're gonna start like discriminating like you can't be a feminist because you were born a man, even though you identify as a woman, and you've been in abusive situations as well, because you're a trans woman. And it's just it's It's mind boggling to me um, that within these communities, like within these cultures that like we're being attacked. Why are we nitpicking and like having infighting?
2: So not only is it that like the government is attacking us and not only attacking us, that they're on track to like literally they're taking rights away from people as we speak. I mean, look at Florida, Texas. It's it's insane. Yeah. Um, But now, like, yeah, we have to like stay together because we need to. We need to support each other because what what are we gonna have left?
0: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's like we can and it's like the same thing with like Democrats too, where it's like, okay, we can all fight when things are better. We can yeah. talk about the nuances when things are better, but can we just like coalesce right now and all agree like we are focused on one thing? And I do think now that like trans people are specifically being attacked in legislation. I will say, I think the LGBTQ community is coalescing around them now, but this is what it took. And this is why they were able to do it is because it's like divide and conquer. Right. So it is unfortunate. Um, And in
2: the last six years, I mean, on, on all of it, we we we're so disgusted with politics at this point, but obviously we still have to participate because of where we are in the world.
0: It sucks. And I like I hate when people are just like, well, I'm not voting because I don't like this candidate. It's like, OK, but we can like we can own that, like the Democrats suck, but also like they're still not like
2: taking rights taking away. Taking
0: rights away, Exactly. I, like
2: they're not I, taking democracy away. We have to like we simply it, it should be such an easy decision for people. But we we just vote for the non-oppressor. Like that's what every single time you just like. It's not like, it's funny, like I used to be really big into politics, like during the Trump days and all that stuff. And it was mostly because I just wanted my family and friends who literally are voting against my rights to see how, how deeply it hurts me. Um, But at this point, it's just like, I mean, it's like, I don't post about Biden or, you know what I mean? It's just, at this point, we just have to vote for who's not going to take our rights away. And if people are okay with, or people are saying, oh, well, I won't vote for this candidate because it has nothing to do with like the gay rights; it just has to do with like finances. But I'm like, but you're still taking rights away from us. That's what we're trying to get you to see, right? Well, it's-
0: I won't, I won't like say specifically online, but they are they're, they're get they're a lesbian. They're in a lesbian relationship. Um, their sibling is trans. And- oh wow. They're still doing, I don't know that they're voting this way, but they're still doing, like, I see the conservative side because my money. And I'm like, are you serious? You're fucking gay.
2: Gayworms? Yeah. I'm yeah. from Staten Island, and that's, like, a sounding board for, like, Trump supporters. Yeah. Um, I mean this as an insult. I just mean it, like, that if everybody is in one place... It's an, an you're echo all chamber. all telling each other the same thing, you're all believing the same thing. Yeah. I had... I know lgbt people that i like grew up with on staten island who are complete um well at the times trump supporters and i don't know if it'll be trump or desantis now at this point i would hope that zero gay people vote for ron desantis who's literally taking away rights from all of lgbt floridians um doing that to the united states um but i it's it's i hate to like you know, I'm not saying like but sometimes again it's just like people don't know what they don't know or what they don't want to know.
1: It's just like astonishing to me how many women we know that like it's it's almost like they're voting in favor of this like patriarchal society, but like they're these like business owners who like they wouldn't need a man like ever. ever. Like you know what I mean? Like they're not living the typical, like I don't want to say sadly, but like, you know, like stay at home mom, I don't work, I depend on someone else which listen i'm not saying anything about stay at home moms i'm just saying sometimes people vote like against their own they vote against themselves their own best interests yes oh for sure We're- no and what i want i just wanted to follow up cuz i don't want i don't want to sound uh, judgy but it's like you know, like you have one party that's like, oh, women, like you should get paid less than men. And they're like, yeah. And then he's like, women are voting for it. And it's like, you're voting against your best interests is what I was trying to say before. There yeah. are
0: women who think that like the men in their family should be the voters. And like they shouldn't.
1: And they just ask them who to vote for. It's scary.
0: Or that we shouldn't have voting rights as women in general. And I'm like, you're a woman. Like, oh, oh my God. It's like it really is infuriating.
2: I feel like we're already going towards that right now. We're literally going towards like, I mean, it sounds crazy. And people are probably like, oh, that's crazy. That's literally not crazy.
0: No. And like, I mean, obviously you guys understand being gay, being Jewish. It's also like, I feel like I am constantly like, when do we leave? Like, Uh what is the breaking point? Because. I've grown – and granted, like, yes, there's anti-Semitic stuff going on. I wouldn't say we're, like, you know, the main target of things right now. But it's also, like, I've grown up being, like, people don't like Jews. Like, and you got to be ready to, like, move, you know? You got to be ready to go.
1: Wow. That's disgusting. I'm really sorry that you had to deal with that.
0: Not personally, just, like, in history. like. Oh. Yeah, no, no, no. Because again, we're we're of the benefit that we live in the Northeast. There is a high Jewish population, but like, so over the bridge in PA, um, like over our bridge, it's like a little bridge that crosses the Schuylkill, not over the bridge of the state. Um, but in the other county, it's a very high Jewish population, and there is a lot of anti-Semitic, um, propaganda being thrown on people's lawns and stuff. And I'm like, this is such a heavy jewish population and this is crazy my yeah. mom she does not really?
2: put a menorah in the window i don't blame her i mean like it, and it's because like is your fear like some part of you wants to say like will i let my fear override who i am but yeah like we wouldn't put a gay flag outside of our house that's almost like being like asking to be a potential target yeah like don't you know? And and that's not something that. Well, we at. also
1: like are we know what the reality is, you know, because we live it. Yeah, so people just right. like don't don't even get
2: it. They're but like, it's like, what? where does this hate come from? Like, it's like Fear. obviously it comes from somewhere. But it, but when you really look at the grand scheme of things, it's like, why do people hate other people? And then those yeah. same, I love everyone, all colors, religions, ethnicities. Yeah, love but like you, but you don't, but you don't. Yeah, there
0: it's. It's truly disheartening. Um, I I, and I know when like like in June 2020 when like the George Floyd marches like protests were happening um, and then there was a lot of like anti-Semitic black Israelite stuff coming out, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with black Israelites, but they basically say that European Jews are not the true Jewish people and that you know, we're the oppressors. And I'm like, Uh, regardless of whether you feel that or not, you cannot deny that we were all killed, like during the Holocaust for it. And similar thing, not that not that long after was happening with like the Israeli Palestine things. And people were saying things anti-Semitic in, you know, unintentionally maybe, but because they were not they weren't pro-israel it's like okay a lot of jews aren't pro-israel like it's basically fucking trump running israel and guess what a lot of people in israel don't agree with netanyahu either it's again similar to us the older generation but it's like okay you can be pro-palestine but also not spewing hate that is targeting jewish people in our country right now and it like was really disheartening, especially as someone who like doesn't agree with Israel and is pro Palestine. And I was just like, "This is insane." The rhetoric being said, because a lot of people don't even realize what they're saying in general, and like don't take responsibility when they don't say something right. You know, um, and it was it's, just,
2: that's getting them to say these things is honestly they're all just like they're all just reading things and then repeating it, and then that's what they think they're yep. thought. You know, yeah. and. It- I'm sorry, first of all, and second, terrifying. But yeah. I think it, I think people
1: are just like unhappy. I think like obviously, it also can come from like generations of racism and generations of all types of hate. But I think that a lot of people that just like fall for this narrative that like you're better than people because you're different or, or you're, you celebrate this religion. So you're better and you're going to get into heaven first and this and that. I think it's people are just like unhappy with their own lives. And I think that they need an outlet to make themselves feel better. I think it's like that simple. Well, and then I think it, a lot it, of people need therapy. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly,
2: <laughs> it, it's, it sounds so crazy to just say that like therapy saved my life because it, it gets you to like, Things you may have like these people are looking for unhappy like for, to be mad about things like and and that but like men a lot of men like I noticed even like since COVID like straight white cis men in in particular and like no offense to them because I love many of them and I also believe that men aren't given the platform to feel mm-hmm. and I think that men were given the platform to feel and express themselves maybe some of them wouldn't be so angry at certain things like mm-hmm. you know for example. And not to get off of what we're talking about, the antisemitic, but it was like, it, it's all in, it's all into the same thing, racism, anti-Semitism, uh, xenophobia, xenophobia, everything,
1: anti-LGBT,
2: it all kind of ties into all of the same stuff because those people were told the same thing about all of the people, you know, people of color, people from Mexico, they've all been uh, told this is what you believe. And so therefore that's what they believe. I got into a situation with my parents, I'll be honest, um, where then someone else who I love was like, well, it shouldn't be about like, you shouldn't talk about politics with your parents. And I'm like, I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about my life. And I think that somewhere along the lines, like the lines get like skewed and, and they think that because you're trying to talk about your life, this is my life that I'm getting political. I'm not getting political. I'm literally talking about my fears, my concerns, my life, my emotions. If I get sick, does my wife get to take care of me? Like, honestly, like Katie and I, like, of course, we're very happy that we're married, but like marriage or not, we were bound together for life. And we knew that, but let's be realistic. Like we rushed getting married, um, because we were in no rush to get married. We got engaged like five years ago. Like we, we were in our, then we started a business. We were in no rush to get married and friends of ours who work in, um, in law, we're like, guys, get married already. Like, just make it official. Because, like, these are the, the concerns that we have to deal with. Like, things like that. Will my wife be alive? live kidney disease? Will she be able to make a decision on my behalf? if we're not married, when half the times we've gone to the emergency room over the last 10 years and before we were married, we were not permitted to go in with each other. But I've but I've seen boyfriends and girlfriends go in together. But I couldn't go in with my wife, with my girlfriend at the time, because she had something going on because I was her girlfriend. This is real stuff that happens to real people.
0: Right. Like, and where you were saying earlier, like, I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about my life. Unfortunately, you guys aren't making your lifestyle, political, other people are.
1: Thank you. Exactly. So and you it's, always, it's not mutually exclusive at this uh, point. Hopefully one day it is. I had someone from high school say to me, very nice guy. We have very different views though. He, he privately said to me, because he's very second amendment, very like conservative. He said to me, well, you know, if I can have my guns, you can have your marriage. And it's like people it's just like, what are you thinking? Like what? It, it's just like, yeah, I remember even like we wanted to go to uh when we first started dating, we wanted to travel and we told, we told uh, somebody in her family, like, you know, but we got to make sure that we can like go there because there's some places where yeah. we are and it's dangerous and we're two yeah. women alone. And he looked at us like we were crazy. Like, yeah. like we have to decide we, where we're going to we, go. Well, we got to look a bit safe. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like everywhere. Like, and it's just like, it's like, like a big strong man saying it's, that but it's just like wife, put yeah. yourself in someone else's shoes it's like not that hard like just put yourself in someone else's shoes like we're literally here we're gay we're telling you the reality of our lives and like you're just like no it's not so it's just it, it's exhausting
0: well the anyway, invalidation of people's experience is crazy yeah. my boss is gay and he and his boyfriend were they were moving around the country for a little bit they they um themselves in new york and brooklyn so obviously liberal um liberal in uh thought too not i don't don't just mean politics um but they had to be careful about where they went and you know about displaying affection in certain parts of the country because they don't want to be targets
2: yeah i mean we go to wildwood even in summer it's our favorite place we always go before the season starts because it's just like you know people who live around there and we feel free to be ourselves once all the tourists come in we literally we won't hold hands we won't even acknowledge like like because there's because then we have people shouting at us people staring at us in disgust or in lust really like, oh yeah it, it's we've had guys like hey, like oh
1: a woman like when I on, was like, young when like, I, no, I when I was like, in my 20s and I was a lot more attractive than I am now oh, you and now. I was that ve- but when I was, you know, well, you know, let's be honest, guys aren't really checking out anymore. But <laughs> when we would, when we would be young, if you would tell, if a guy yeah. would hit on you, and we, we were we're a couple, like you're, like you know, like you're barking up the wrong tree. Some guys get like physically pissed, and it's almost like, and I've been in that situation many, many times, and it's very scary. Yeah, and just like it's some, some, and not, not a lot. Like I have a wonderful straight guys in my life i love them to death they take care of me they they treat me with respect so i don't want anybody to think that i'm like saying all men are like this but there are some men that cannot deal with rejection and rejection in the sense of that there are women out there that like don't want anything from men like we don't we're gay like we don't we don't want to have sex with you we don't want to have a romantic relationship with you like we're just it's like you're irrelevant to us in that sense right and they can't And they get really angry and they don't like it. And so I've been definitely been in that experience before, which is terrifying. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, and it's even scarier, like, because the person next to you is also a woman. So I mean, I'm sure Franny can throw a punch. But there's, you know, there's only so much you're both pretty, like small, you know, you're not you're not large women, like, I imagine you'd be overpowered pretty easily by a man versus like, if someone started shit with me, like they're not going to start shit with Jesse.
2: Right. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing we were in the city one night uh, years ago. So I and it was like, we, we had just gone to like a concert or something. So we were at some like random bar and this guy kept on coming over to us and he kept on trying to dance with Katie. Now, you know us well enough to know that we are not jealous. we're like, we, we probably flirt together with people. Like, we're just like, you just, we're just so full of like love and whatever. Like there's no, there's no jealousy and all trust you. Right. So it wasn't like that, but this guy kept on coming over and, and, uh, uncomfortably asked me her to dance. And she just kept on saying like, no, no, it's okay. And she's like, oh, like you weren't married. And she's like, um, oh, with my fiance or whatever. And he, then is kind of like getting in front of me. To like get her to get up and dance. And like if she wanted to go dance with some random guy, I'd probably be like have fun, but he was not making her feel comfortable. Well, I right.
1: said no he said no like multiple times. Yeah.
2: he was not taking no. And person. he wasn't taking it. And it was I wasn't scary. like, you know, she could handle herself, but I was like, My man, like if if some guy went up to you and your girlfriend or your girl, your wife, would you be okay with it if she was just like you were like literally forcibly trying to get her to get up? And then he got really nasty with me and it wasn't good and we ended up having to leave the bar. Uh-huh. And those experiences that happen regularly to like yeah. people you know and it's this isn't like a complaining game this is just reality no and it's, it's
0: like- a lack of respect because they don't see your relationship as equal to a, a straight relationship
2: no right. and i don't and i don't have a, le- a leg to stand on when there's this handsome man trying to sweep my wife away you know what i mean
1: like like am yeah. cool, my it's also just like, yeah, it's like, oh, well, it's not, a, yeah, it's not a truly, like, I could just come in because I'm a man. Like, I, like, you know, like, I can give you things that she can't, like, it's just like, ugh, like, we've tried. It's like, yeah. So, yeah, I've been with a lot of, you know, <laughs> a- I promise we've been tried. there or done that, <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. Yeah. And It's sad. And it's also, like I said before, like with gay relationships are people that are not straight, um, it's like, that's another thing to the relationship. Like sometimes we'll go out and like, she wants to hold my hand and like, I don't feel comfortable holding her hand because I feel like people are looking or I feel, and I still I'm 40 years old and this still happens. And I could imagine some relationships where maybe that person is like insecure. Like, then it becomes like, ooh, then it becomes like uh well, you don't want to hold my hand. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. an, added, an added layer of bullshit that you have to deal with because other people can't, it has to do with reality, reality, not us. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: And it sucks. And I'm sorry, you guys have to deal with that. Because that's not fair. If you don't want to hold her hand, because you're uncomfortable, it should be because you are <laughs> don't want to hold her hand. Not because I've been there before. All
2: around. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that, I never, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That, uh, that sucks. Because that's just something I like, don't need to think about. And as long as I stay with Jesse will likely never need to think of that. And I made that comment because I was uncomfortable holding a hand for a while just because I was like, that was me. But I'm like, yeah. I don't need to think about what other people are thinking. And, you know, I'm sure part of it like factored in just in like a sense of like, I don't want people like looking at me in general, but certainly not because I didn't think people would not approve of my relationship. And it's just like something, you know, I don't have to experience on my day to day. Oh my God, why are you so loud? <laughs> My neighbor set it up, so, like on my computer, my phone connects, and I did not want that. and now it's stuck that way because I don't know how to change
2: it. It's very really funny don't tell anybody. But I don't want to end on a note where it's like there's anything like negative. We obviously we have a great relationship. We have, like oh yeah we have a great business we have really great people around us so although in the conversation today we talked about politics and some of the negatives we're very i'm i'm definitely very grateful to have the people around us that we do the support system of friends that we do i even have some family members that are like really supportive and like they reach out to her like on the
1: daily like ask about you know they like they're aware of what's going on in like the states with with gay rights and stuff which is nice it's nice when like Kind of thinking about they us. Care, you know.
2: Yeah. So we're we're lucky with the group of people that we have around us. We really. Yeah. Are. And
0: you guys are such positive people, and your energy transfers to other people and to your food. I mean, like Thank the you. food is clearly made with love. And
2: well, and with your best friend around, we have a lot of love around us as well because she's oh, she's geez. she's so full of happiness and joy. She's like, oh, <laughs> and, I know, like I. And- Bones
0: anybody her eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is the sunshine in my life. Like she is such a positive person. And I feel like that's why we're like so good together because we like balance each other very well. Um, so, like, nice. Yeah, she's she's the best. Um, and I'm so happy that like she started working there because then I got to know you guys and you guys are awesome and everything you're doing is really great because like we were discussing before, I know you serve food to people who you know aren't vegan but they get to experience a vegan meal for a day for a day well maybe a day because you guys serve a lot in your meals um but they get to experience food that like maybe they wouldn't have otherwise known and I just see because I follow you guys on social media and I see how connected you are with your regulars and it's it's really awesome because that's that's how you connect with people is through food and if you can do that you know that's that's the way into their hearts and whether you know you open them up about being vegan or about you know having a gay relationship where they maybe wouldn't have experience with that either you know that's really great and
2: i think we're very lucky to have the the, our customers that we do they're they're definitely not customers they're like they're certainly friends like I, i don't know what it's like to own a restaurant like before this but it's the relationship we have with our customers is it's it's i've never seen anything like it we're very lucky to have the people we have around us
0: it's awesome well again and your restaurant is called lady and the shallot if you're ever in central jersey it's in the trenton farmer's market in Lawrenceville. i think it's technically at lawrenceville isn't it
2: lawrenceville ewing trenton whatever it's all yeah um <laughs> where can people follow you guys uh we're on instagram and facebook at lady and the shallot or you could check out our website at ladyandtheshallot.com.
0: And really quickly where I, I know this, but we didn't cover this. where did you get the name from?
2: Katie came up with it. We were, <laughs> we, we had a catering company first, um, before we opened here and we were KF hospitality. That's what, that's our original company. It was just Kate Fran hospitality group. Um, and when we decided we were getting a little more popular and we were, uh, we were doing a lot more catering and stuff like that. We were like, we really have to think of something cool, like like. we wanted like
1: we, I wanted like a double name. Like I always really like the double named businesses. Like I just think they sound like, like super stuffy and like. I just liked it. <laughs> we were in, Princeton, so I was like, we have to kind of, we have to play the part. We so in I thought of Lady because Lady's our cat, and mm-hmm. she was. And now, she was like, oh, she's just my little baby. And then shallots. I just love shallots. And Fran loves shallots. Just so a sexy like, onion. Sexy onion. they great. And so I was just like, because I was also thinking of, like, logos in my head. And I was like, shallot would be a cool logo, like, for, like. Which it was going to be originally before we settled yeah. on the, the uh, seat of life. So we went for a walk. And I know exactly, wh- like, oh, what route we were. And exactly, like, we were making a turn. I know exactly where we were when it, I mean, it we happened. <laughs> and it just kind of popped out of my mouth. And I was, like, in a shallot. And it just like popped out and she was like, that sounds really cool. That's it. That was it. And we're like, all right. And like, we weren't even vegan yet. We were doing like, this was during my hiatus. So this was before we watched. So we popcorn. were making like, we've done like, uh, you know, Passover dinners where we've made like 30 pounds of brisket. Like we've done it all. Oh my God. Like library place, Prince, New Jersey, big houses. We loved it. It was like, it was so much fun, but then our lives went, you know, into another direction and like our diets went to another direction and we just, and this it all kind of just evolved into where it's supposed to be. And that's what happens. Very cool. I love it. And cool. I love you
0: guys. Thank you we so much you. for doing this. You're welcome. I want to do it again. Oh, for sure. Well, next time we'll have you guys with Carol on too, because I know like y'all are a card together.
2: Do it. Totally off the subject. We were talking about how we want to like, we've been, we were like, we should do a podcast. And then after this, in the break before, we we're like, we're totally doing a podcast. This is so fun.
0: There you go. Yeah. Like I said, I wanted you guys on for so long. And this was like such a great conversation. I feel like we covered a lot. So I'll definitely have to have you guys on again because I feel like I can talk to you all day.
1: Oh, we love you. I actually
2: waiting at
1: work right now. So I got (laughs) to go. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, Bye, Perry. Bye, honey. Bye. Bye.